Have you ever wondered what is faith? I've pondered such topics as what is faith definition and what is faith in God. I asked myself what is biblical faith and what is faithfulness. I wanted to develop my own understanding of faith as a philosophical concept, yes, and as practical everyday lifestyle for me personally. Why is this important to define your point of view about faith? If you don't take the time to figure out what you think, you may end up leaving out someone else's point of view. You would not want that, would you? <laughs> I encourage you to understand clearly what you think about faith and faithfulness, not only as a mere terminology concept, not what your pastor or mom said, but what faith means to you and what it looks like in your everyday life practically. What we will discuss today, what is faith, my experience with faith, how I figured out my faith, faith definition, what is faith in God, how I gave my life to Christ, who is God, what is faith in God, what is biblical faith, what is faithfulness, faithfulness in action, and what faith means to me. You are going to get a lot of value out of this podcast. And if you want to read the show notes or start a conversation with me, go to anazabo.com forward slash what is faith. Also, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at anazabojdmba. Many of you loved last week's episode called Who is Jesus? Almost 10,000 people downloaded my Christian podcast globally. And I'm so grateful that you value the content I create for you, that you share it in your social media communities, and that you subscribe to this podcast for Christian women, as well as leave your reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode of the Anna Zabo Show Christian Podcast for Women is brought to you by Online Discipleship for Women, a Christian ministry dedicated to helping alleviate suicide among women globally by sharing hope in Christ and encouraging you to create a joyful life by embracing God's Word. For more information, visit Online Discipleship for Women. Dot com. To begin the conversation about what is faith, I want to share with you something that happened to me two days ago. As you know, in 2017, I wrote 52 devotionals. They are biblical affirmations for women to help you see yourself the way God sees you. Here are some examples of 52 devotionals from my book. I'm loved by God unconditionally for eternity, for my salvation and life, His Son He sacrificed. Nothing can take away from me this certainty. I am inseparable from the love of Jesus Christ. And here's the next one for you. I have peace in every way. It is perfect. It is sacred. All the time my Lord is near, and by Him my life's directed. You can download all 52 devotionals for free on my website, anasabo.com, which is a redirect, by the way, to my ministry website, Online Discipleship for Women. So anytime you go to anasabo.com, you will end up on my ministry website, onlinediscipleshipforwomen.com. That's how I set it up for you. Anyway, I designed Christian shirts Christian hoodies, Christian coffee mugs, Christian tank tops for women, all with my 52 devotional affirmations to encourage and empower you. 
I personally invested weeks into making those designs and creating my products, which are only available under the hashtag 52devotionals on Amazon.com from my shop, Online Discipleship for Women, and on Teespring in my shop called Anna Zabo Art. My shirts should not be available anywhere else whatsoever. And here is where the drama begins. I googled my hashtag 52 devotionals and what did I see? 17 different online stores were set up to steal my 52 devotional shirt designs, sweatshirts by the way too, and started running ads on Google. They added some to my original pricing and charged people $6 for shipping. I cried. I was angry. And then I applied my faith. I spent 10 minutes in self-pity and rage. Then I called the FBI. And they pointed me toward three government agencies where to report this massive internet crime that I became a victim of. I've been reporting one URL by one URL, one company by one, and they've been taking down the ads and the web pages of those websites that stole my 52 devotional designs. So what is faith is a very timely topic to discuss because I need all my faith as I'm confronting the fraudulent websites that stole from me. Please lift me up in your prayers. In the meantime, when you go online to buy my 52 devotionals products, make sure you're buying from Online Discipleship for Women on Amazon or Anna Zabo Art on Teespring. Any other websites advertising my 52 devotional products are a scam. Now, let's begin our discussion. And I really want this to be a conversation. So, as you ponder what faith means to you, head over to annasabo.com forward slash what is faith and share your thoughts in the comments there. This morning, I woke up at 3.30 a.m. to get this exciting podcast episode ready for you. I worked out, did a hair mask, and my nails, got me a cup of hot spicy tea, I add Cajun pepper into my tea, which helps me stay really healthy. And I'm sitting here thinking about you, a woman from everywhere in the world who wants to follow Jesus with me. At this point, my Christian podcast for women has been downloaded in so many countries. I'm amazed and also very grateful. I'm grateful for you, and I enjoy spending my morning with you this Saturday, January 11th, 2020. At 10 a.m. today, I will be on stage auditioning for TEDx. It's my dream to reach more women globally, so please lift me up in your prayer and ask God that I land a TED Talk in 2020. I have faith that I will land a TED Talk opportunity in 2020. Still, please pray for me. <laughs> so, what is faith? In my theories, I realized that differentiating clearly between faith in general, faith in myself, and faith in God is key to mental clarity and focus. Figuring out your own understanding of what faith is will help ensure your mental health and spiritual well-being. If you want to tweet it, go to annazabo.com. What is faith? I have a tweet there for you. I come from a background of not knowing God. I was born in Soviet Russia in 1983 and grew up during the crash of USSR and anarchy. Churches were movie theaters as I was growing up there. Hopefully you can understand that God was someone to make fun of and he was never real. So let me tell you about my experience with faith. As I was growing up, my favorite author was Louis Hay. The book I read daily was You Can Heal Yourself. And my perspective on life was metaphysical. 
Let's talk about metaphysical meaning for a moment. Metaphysical means that I believed in myself as a powerful being, a source of all wisdom, knowledge, potential and strength. Metaphysical perspective on life means that I trusted in myself, leaned on myself and, yes, I worshipped myself. I was the creator of my own self, life and future. I had to perform my own miracles. And I did, I promise you. There are some videos on my websites where I share about my life and you will see that it's a miracle that I'm even still here. I began to question my approach to thinking about faith when I got to the point of being partially metaphysical and partially Christian. What do I even mean by that, right? <laughs> I believed in Jesus and I believed in myself equally. I believed that Jesus was the source of my blessings, wisdom and strength, while also believing that I myself was the source of wisdom, strength and blessings. I'm going to give you here a second while I'm drinking my tea. Think about this. This point of view was in itself very conflicting and confusing. I had to sort through my thoughts, beliefs and perspectives to discover what I truly knew and how I actually understood faith and my identity. Let's talk about metaphysical Christians. Many people call themselves metaphysical Christians and believe in all things. They believe that there are no differences whatsoever among any worldview. Faith to them is faith in God and God is whoever you personally imagine. They are accepting anything and everything as the truth, which leads them to believe that there is no right or wrong and everything is exactly how it should be in life. This point of view leads to much confusion and complete anarchy. There are also radical Christians. There are people who call themselves radical Christians and they're against pretty much everything and everyone. Those people are aggressive. Their aim is to eradicate inequality in the world while they themselves treat others as not equal human beings. They demand submission to their rules and discriminate against anyone who is not like them. This point of view is dangerous and leads to violence and monarchy. There are also extreme Christians. There are people who call themselves extreme Christians and insist that only those who speak in tongues are true followers of Christ. I met such people personally and spent some time with them. They think that if you don't speak in tongues, you don't know God. They discriminate against those Christians who do not speak in tongues or pretend speaking in tongues. They believe only they are chosen and privileged, loved by God and go to heaven. This point of view is untruthful and leads to prejudice that has no biblical foundation whatsoever. The Bible teaches us that all Christians have different spiritual gifts. Speaking in tongues is just one of spiritual gifts. One of my spiritual gifts, for example, is creating 52 devotional merch for you, which you can find on Amazon and Teespring. Also, I was able to do this summer 75 seconds long handstand underwater, which you can go watch on my YouTube channel. If you just Google how to hold a handstand for 75 seconds, you will see my video. These are some of my spiritual gifts, but I do not speak in tongues. As I was figuring out what I believe, I realized for myself this. Discriminating against Christians who do not possess a specific spiritual gift is inconsistent with the teachings of Jesus. Praying to many gods is incompatible with the gospel of Jesus Christ, which teaches us that there is one and only true God. Using violence to demand faith from people is irreconcilable with the Bible, which commands us to live at peace with one another. So there are many ways to look at God, Christianity and faith. 
How did I figure out what I believe? Let me tell you how I figured out my faith. To figure out my faith, I relied on my experience, educational and professional background, everything I read, atheistic, Christian, metaphysical, what I saw during my worldwide traveling adventures, my life in multiple countries, and most importantly, my relationship with Jesus and my testimony. You can access my testimony at anazabo.com forward slash my testimony. Or you can watch it on YouTube. It's called Follow Jesus With Me. I will now express my genuine convictions regarding faith. I encourage you to question, doubt, and ponder, as well as research this topic so that you can figure out what you think. Let's first talk about what is faith definition. The following definitions of the word faith are the first to pop up in Google, so we're talking about mere terminology here. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Faith is firm belief in something for which there is no proof. Faith is unconditional belief in anything. Faith is high degree of trust or confidence in something or someone. Faith is very substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I agree with all of those definitions, yet I must add to this list, and here's why. Defining faith, we must consider all aspects of a human, mind, soul, heart, lifestyle, which is being, and the foundation on which a person stands. If you would like to tweet what I just said, go to anasabo.com forward slash what is faith, and I have a tweet for you there ready. So this led me to express my own definition of faith in a poem called Faith. Here it is for you. Faith is a state of human being. Without it, we can survive for long. It's when we're future clearly seeing, to greater plan when we belong. Faith is a state of human soul, which has to feel eternal hope. Without hope, there is an aimless hole. Without it, with life, we cannot cope. Faith is a state of human heart, which longs for love and for affection. Without faith, we quickly fall apart. Without it, there is no genuine connection. Faith is a state of human mind, which thrives on certainty and clarity. Faith gives us promises of every kind, forgiveness, freedom, and prosperity. Faith is the key to joy and peace. Faith is essential to salvation. Faith helps our fortitude increase. Faith is life's solid foundation. I wrote this poem on July 13th, 2019, and you, of course, can see it on the same blog post about what is faith. If you want to access all of my poems, you can simply go to anasabo.com forward slash poems, and you will see my entire Christian poetry collection called Poems from God. I hope this content helps you answer for yourself the question, what is faith? definition. And if you create your own definition of faith, please go leave it in the comments section of my blog. Let me know what you think. I want to hear from you. Now let's talk about what is faith in God. Faith in God can coexist in someone's heart along with faith in self, depending on which God we're referencing when we think about faith. Faith in God when it comes to Jesus cannot coexist with faith in self. Let me repeat this one more time. Faith in God, when it comes to Jesus, cannot coexist with faith in self. Abiding in Jesus and walking in your own power are two conflicting concepts. Let's explore this further. Let's talk about reliance on Jesus versus self-reliance. 
I had complete faith in myself and even wrote a book about it called Turn Your Dreams and Wants into Achievable Smart Goals. I failed myself. The Bible is clear on this. We must step out of our own power, strength and wisdom and step into Christ's power, strength and wisdom in order for us to have a joyful life by embracing God's word. We must lean not on our own understanding, but trust in the Lord with everything. We are called to pray in gratitude and cast all of our cares on the Lord who will make our path straight. Here's my favorite Bible verse that talks about it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. In 2014, I gave my life to Christ and surrendered myself to Him. I'm convinced that God is the source of my blessings, wisdom, and strength, not me. But what does it even mean I gave my life to Christ? I know it may sound weird if this kind of thing is new to you. I am a new Christian myself and there was a time not too many years ago when I didn't understand such a phrase. I remember avoiding people who were talking about the blood of Jesus or spiritual warfare. <laughs> In all honesty, I did feel like those people were crazy. Hey, if you listening to this podcast and you feel like I'm crazy, that's totally cool because guess what? I'm kind of am. I'm crazy about Jesus. And I write a lot about the topic of spiritual warfare on my blog. I have seven prayers for spiritual warfare and I have two blogs about spiritual warfare and the armor of God. So call me crazy. That's fine. I only promise you two things. I am completely honest and vulnerable with you on this Christian podcast for women. And you will get some thinking started if you just listen to my thoughts about what is faith. You do not have to believe it. You can think on your own two feet. Just ponder with me. I'm only sharing my perspective. In fact, in just a few short moments, I'm about to start persuading you to doubt and question everything, including what I'm saying here. It's coming, trust me. But first, let's explore what it means to give your life to Christ. Just a quick disclosure. I have a doctorate degree in criminal justice and a master's degree in business administration. So I promise you, I myself, question everything. I dare you to leverage your critical thinking skills when it comes to faith, Jesus, God, and your eternity. Don't let yourself adopt someone else's thinking about God. Don't just believe that God doesn't exist only because thinking that perhaps God does exist takes a lot of hard work. And I mean, the heart that's in your chest. Whether you decide that God exists or you conclude that he doesn't exist, make sure you've done some thinking and let the decision be your own after you give this topic sufficient careful attention. If you want to tweet what I just said, the tweet is ready for you to use on my blog, What is Faith? Here's a poem I wrote to help you think about faith. It's called To Believe or Not to Believe. To believe, not to believe, that is the mystery. Without faith and in faith, people live, making history. It takes equal faith either way. Your own fate or God's plan, you obey. C.S. Lewis said it best in his last days. Christianity at the test may be false, but who cares? But if true, he said, then it's everything. If Jesus suffered for us and bled, faith will salvation bring. To believe, not to believe, you decide. Just ask yourself while you live. Where will you go once you've died? I wrote this poem for you on August 18th, 2017, and it's also available on my blog. 
I will go to heaven when I die. I know it because I gave my life to Christ. After understanding that Jesus, who was fully man and fully God, came here to surrender his life so I can have mine, I was captivated. Once I understood what happened on the cross, I wept, fell on my knees and surrendered my life to Christ. God has a good plan for me personally. Sacrificing his own son was a part of that good plan. I don't understand everything, but I do understand what faith is to me personally and who God is in his relationship with me. Faith in God means believing wholeheartedly that God has a plan, that the plan is good and that you are included in God's good plan. If you would like to tweet what I just said, go to what is faith blog on annazabo.com. What do I mean when I say I gave my life to Christ? When I say I gave my life to Christ, it means that I surrendered everything. Now I'm about to start crying. It's completely opposite than living in my own power. Every day I abide in Christ. That is the foundation of what faith is to me. Okay, let me drink some tea and calm down. (laughs) This is a very sensitive topic for me. I love God so much and I'm so grateful that he drew me close to him. That he gave me this amazing, precious relationship with Christ that I have. And I want that for you. That is why I'm investing all this time into creating this content to encourage and empower you. Because this changed my life. This literally changed my life. It rescued from my, me, from myself. Let me tell you how I came to Christ. On my blog at annazeba.com slash blog, which of course will redirect you to onlinediscipleshipforwomen.com. I shared my story extensively and there are so many aspects to it. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, I was raped twice, I experienced teen pregnancy, I was abused every single day of my life by my mother, I was molested by her, I was molested by my father, I experienced domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, homelessness, and I came to America as a male-ordered bride. Most importantly, I have dealt for so many decades with addictions. So I explain all of this in details and you can read all these articles where I literally just pour out my heart to let you know what God had done in my life. I was an addict sleeping around for most of my adult life. I became celibate after stepping out of myself into the grace of Jesus Christ. I was an alcoholic for many years and some of my now former friends experienced me throwing up in their cars at night coming back from nightclubs. I don't clap or drink myself to the point of vomiting anymore thanks to Jesus and I'm going to do a podcast here on how to stop drinking and it will be a part of my series called self-care. I hated spending time with myself alone, thinking about the past, my pain, abuse I endured, and betrayal I experienced in life from many people. After I gave my life to Christ, I enjoy my own company and face my feelings with courage, thanks to Jesus, who taught me, by example, how to be fully human. On this Christian podcast, there is an episode called how to be fully human and that is the foundation of how I recovered from my addictions. I learned to feel and you just experienced me crying just like this on air with you. I'm not ashamed of my tears. I feel joy. I feel sorrow. I feel rage. I just told you about when my 52 devotionals t-shirt designs for Christian women were stolen. I am fully human. I feel all human feelings, just like Jesus. So if you want to learn more about it, go and search how to be fully human and you'll see my podcast and a video on YouTube. Now let's talk about who is God. From now on, when I say God, I will refer to God who is the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Spirit. I'm a Jesus follower and believe wholeheartedly 
in his teachings. I believe that the Bible is God-breathed word and Jesus died on a cross for my sins to set me free. If you're wondering who Jesus is, you can listen to last week's podcast called Who is Jesus? Or you can read the blog on anazabo.com or you can simply Google Who is Jesus, Anazabo, and you'll see it on the first page of Google. Now let's talk about what is faith in God. Now that you know what I believe, here's my answer to the question, what is faith in God? In the form of a poem that I wrote, which is called, Your Plan is Always Perfect. You said your plan is perfect. Can I believe it, God? Sometimes I feel in conflict with scope of trial so broad. But then... I look around, I pay attention close and see your grace abound in sorrow and in loss. I trust your every vow, your holy word I trust. Sometimes I wonder how your beauty comes from dust. Your plan for me to prosper, have future and hope wholeheartedly I trust in, and never will I stop. I wrote this poem on August 16th, 2017, and of course it's also available on my blog, anazeba.com poems. Faith in God is the unshakable, steady faith in all 3,573 of his promises, in his goodness, kindness, and unconditional love for me personally, not just for humanity in general. If you would like to tweet what I just said, it's also available for you to use on my blog, What is Faith? Faith in God means believing wholeheartedly that God has a plan and the plan is good as well as trusting that you are included in God's good plan. Now let's talk about what is biblical faith. That is my favorite topic because that is not religion. We talked last week about religion versus faith. Religion is about being in church thinking about fishing. Faith is about fishing thinking about God. Religion is about performance. Faith is about hope. Biblical faith can only be defined by the truth we find in the Bible. Let's look at the scriptures to find out what biblical faith is according to God's word. Number one, biblical faith means stepping out of yourself into the power of God. This precisely is why metaphysical and Christian are the words that can't be used together because they contradict one another in their very substance. Metaphysical is believing in all things and self. Christian faith is about believing in God and His power as a sovereign power over us. 1 Corinthians 2.5 says this, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Number two, biblical faith is about becoming new in Christ, which is a process. Biblical faith is about giving up your old ways, following the teachings of Jesus on how to live and think, and conquering, meaning overcoming, the world, meaning your flesh, your temptations, your old ways of living life. What does this mean? Let me give you an example from my personal life. Coming from a family of alcoholics who slept in front of me with other people's spouses encouraged me and my friends to have sex together and tried to kill me multiple times. It's a miracle that I'm speaking to you on Saturday, January 11, 2020. It's a miracle that I'm even still alive or sane. I was locked up in jail one time for violently abusing physically a security guard in a hospital in Kursk, Russia. Clearly, God was not on my priority list. So, conquering the world, in my case, 
means having the power from Christ to overcome my old ways of living life, being born again as his creation and following him wholeheartedly by thinking and living as his precious daughter, his princess, a daughter of the king of the entire universe. And this is possible through my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm newly born. I left my old ways in the past along with my guilt and shame. I accepted forgiveness from God and I am forgiven. I did a blog about it also. If you just Google, I am forgiven, Anna Zabo, you will see my entire blog about it. Or you can see all these blogs pinned to my Pinterest at Anna Zabo, JDMBA. Go follow me on Pinterest and you will see my entire blog called I am forgiven and a biblical affirmation for you about it. When you hear me say, I am victorious, this is what I'm talking about. 1 John 5 says this, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So let's talk about number three. Biblical faith offers healing. Biblical faith offers healing. However, we must do two things before we can benefit from it. Believe and take action based on our belief. Faith without works is dead. Let me give you an example of faith and works together. I believed that Jesus healed me from my addiction to sex. So whenever I would receive a booty call, I would take action out of my faith. A faithful action in my case meant not answering the booty call. Recently, I was at a poetry reading open mic night and the hostess shared how when guys call her for booty call, she has no power to resist. I know exactly what it feels like. Here is how Jesus helped me with that. First, I accepted Jesus' healing through faith. Second, I took action out of my new identity as a precious child of God. The action I took was in action and stillness. Let me repeat this for you. The action I took in my faith when it comes to booty calls that were blowing up my phone, the action I took was in action and stillness. It worked. Faith works if we act based on our faith. Faith without works is dead. That's what the Bible says. Maybe it wasn't the best example for this Christian podcast for women, but I know it's relatable to so many women today. So I hope it helps you understand faith in the works. Here's a story of the blind man whom Jesus told his sight was recovered. What would you do in this situation? You must believe and take action based on your faith. That's what the blind man did. That's how faith works. Mark 10:52 says this. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Let's talk about number four now. Biblical faith allows us to believe in good things in our future. Biblical faith allows us to focus on expecting good things in our future. Future means we can't see the good things yet, but we believe in them already. We expect them to come to pass. Example? I was suffering from suicidal depression in 2016 and 2017 when I was enduring severe narcissistic abuse in my marriage. I didn't even want to get up for a bathroom call. My dirty dishes were everywhere. Floors went without cleaning for months. I had no bed sheets. Laundry was everywhere and I didn't want to wash my hair for weeks. I did not want to leave, but I did write poetry and devotionals for you so you would benefit from them someday. Though you weren't there where I was suffering, 
I believed that one day I would talk to you and that my story would help encourage you to persevere through your own adversity in life. That was all in the future for me. You were in the future for me. This podcast today, this Saturday, January 11th, 2020, the 10,000 people who downloaded the Anna Zabo show, Christian Podcast for Women, none of this existed. This was in my future. That was all in the future for me. Though it's hard for you to imagine now when you are listening to this podcast, you were just in my faith. You were in my hope. You're listening to this on your phone, which is tangible. You may be jogging or driving in your car, or maybe you're sleeping in your bed listening to this podcast. Maybe you're cooking. That's all tangible today. But then when I started all this work, when I started creating all this content, you were in my future. I believed that I will help you. All this content was born in your past, which was my present at the time, in which you, listening to this content, was my vision of my future. <laughs> Let me say this again. All this content was born in your past, which was my present at the time, in which you, listening to this Christian podcast for women, was my vision for the future. <laughs> Why was I thinking about you there where you were not? I held on to my faith. That's why. That gave me hope that God will one day make sense of all the trauma and drama I faced and use my adversity for His good, for your good, to encourage and empower you. I could not see any goodness in my divorce, in my divorce jury trial, in two divorces my narcissistic husband filed for in our first eight months of marriage. I endured a lot, but I knew that faith required me to believe in the things not yet seen. If you're listening to this podcast right now, which obviously you are, otherwise how would you know what I just said? You listening to this podcast right now, at the time when I started this podcast, was my faith for the future where you will be listening to this podcast. That is what faith with works. That's how they work together. This Christian ministry, Online Discipleship for Women, was my strong conviction back then. I used my faith to take one breath at a time and hold on to life. I was hoping that one day God would use me to encourage you to persevere through your own adversity, whatever you're dealing with in life right now. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. 10,000 of you downloaded my podcast all over the world. That blows my mind when I think about that day when I was thinking about killing myself, when I was so depressed and suicidal, when I was abused every day. I held on to my faith that you will be in my future encouraged by my story of God's glory. Now let's talk about number five. Biblical faith recognizes one and only biblical God. Biblical faith implies trust in one God. You don't have to imagine who He is because He reveals Himself through the Bible, the word He Himself breathed into existence. But what does this even mean, right? How did God breathe book pages into existence? That's crazy, yes? No, my dear, no, it's not crazy. Just think of a girl locked up in jail for violently abusing a hospital security guard while drunk, who is right now hosting this Christian podcast for women for you. This very moment, that girl is me. God breathed these words you're listening to right now into existence. They're coming into this podcast for Christian women through God. 
They're coming to you through your electronic device because God breathed them into existence, not me. This is not my wisdom I'm sharing with you. This did not come from me. I'm a wretch on my own, I promise you. With God, all things are possible. This what I'm sharing with you on this Christian podcast for women is God-breathed words, God-breathed wisdom. These words are not coming from me. They're only coming through me. Same thing with the Bible. It's the book God breathed through the Holy Spirit using his people. It didn't come from Paul or Mark or John. It came through them from God. That's the God biblical faith requires we believe in if we want to please him. Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I hope that this Christian podcast, The Anna Zeba Show, helps you to seek God. Let's talk about number six. Biblical faith calls us to stand on the promises of God. Biblical faith encourages us to believe in the 3,573 promises of God. I actually wrote a poem about those promises. If you would like to watch it on YouTube, you just simply Google God's promises, Anna Zabo, or you can go to annazabo.com forward slash poems and read it there. One of God's promises is that whatever we ask will be given to us. Here we naturally wonder, what if I didn't receive what I asked for? Well, that would be my case. A lot of things I asked God for were not given to me, and thank God for that. We must be careful what we ask for, because sometimes we may think we're asking for X, but actually we're asking for Y. Let me explain with a real-life example from my personal experience. I was asking God to help me draw women closer to Jesus. God sent me a husband. What? Yes. The husband betrayed me and treated me with cruelty. It appeared as if God abandoned me or failed his promises. The truth is that he led me through that divorce, divorce jury trial, the two divorces in the first eight months of marriage, my ex-husband filed for, the abuse I endured, the suicidal depression. All of this led me to starting this Christian ministry for women. This Christian podcast for women was born because of that. God gave me what I asked for, but it was hard to recognize it at first. It took a few years before I realized what actually happened. In the meantime, I just stood on God's promises. That's what faith is all about. If in your life right now, something is not going the way you planned, if you ask God for X, but you're receiving Z and you're thinking God has actually abandoned you, stand on God's promises. Matthew 21:22 says this, And whatever you asked in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Remember I told you that I wanted to lead Christian women to Christ. Well, now I have a podcast with tens of thousands of downloads all over the world. I have a blog that brought in 4,000 people in the last few months since I launched it. And people are coming from all over the globe. I have a book I'm writing. My poetry is reaching so many people. And I have 52 devotionals, Christian apparel collection, which women are buying every single day to be encouraged and empowered. Did I get my prayer answered? Yes. Was it exactly the way I expected? No. (laughs) No, I would have preferred for sure to be served my dreams and prayers on a silver platter, but that is just not how God works. So, let's talk about number seven. Biblical faith requires that we persevere through adversity. 
Biblical faith guarantees that we will have trials in this life. It requires that we persevere so that our faith can become steadfast, meaning unwavering. I wrote a poem about this when facing my own heartbreaking, mind-boggling troubles and surrendering to God daily in that narcissistic, cruel marriage. My Christian poem is called I Trust You with the Troubles in This World. You said we will have troubles in this world. I would have surely preferred to avoid all my trials. But you also promised to defeat every sword and with no battles to fight. How could I ever feel the perfect love as your special child? You promised protection. You promised peace. You asked not to lean on my own comprehension. So, as I'm standing here, crying on my knees, I trust you still and your perfect plan for my eternal salvation. I wrote this poem for you on March 6, 2017, one day before my divorce mediation with that husband I mentioned. Without a test, there is no testimony. James 1.3 says this, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. I've learned through my own walk with Christ that I would much rather to have my kind of steadfast, unwavering, thought through, pondered through faith than childlike faith that my parents gave me because they believed. <laughs> Let's talk about number eight. Biblical faith demands strength from us. Biblical faith requires strength from us. What? Didn't we just talk about abandoning our own strength a few minutes ago? Yes, we did. See, that's the difference. Don't be strong in your own power. Be strong in the Lord. And if you would like to tweet it, I have a tweet ready on the blog for you. Just head over to nsabo.com forward slash what is faith and you can tweet away. There are many tweets for you. You can also follow me on Twitter at nsabo.jdmba. The Bible teaches us to act like man, meaning entering spiritual adulthood and leaving our childish ways behind. Stand firm in the faith as an adult who thought through what faith actually means and why. 1 Corinthians 16.13 says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like man, be strong. And man, of course, just means adults. Let's talk about number nine. Biblical faith tells us our faith is a shield to protect us from evil. What does it even mean, right? Faith is intangible. How can it be a shield? Well, let's see here. Imagine a Friday evening. I'm home alone and friends call me to go out dancing at a club. I live a completely single and celibate lifestyle. It's my own choice and I'm not doing it for anyone but me and my relationship with Christ. Is it a good idea for me to go out there at night to dance when people drink on a Friday night? That's where faith comes into play. What does God say about it? I pray. He protects me with his shield, which is my faith. I stay home. I write. I read, I do podcasts, I blog for annasabo.com, I create Christian merch to inspire and empower you, I paint paintings for Anna Zabo Art Shop on Etsy, I cook, I share what I know through this Christian podcast, I do YouTube videos, and I write poetry for my website, annasabo.com forward slash poems. Is faith tangible enough in that scenario? Yes, of course. And if you want to hear more real-life examples, ask me any questions on my blog. Let me know what you're curious about and how does faith play out practically in your everyday life. Faith in God and His good plan is our protection from evil. 
Ephesians 6, 16 says this, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Now let's talk about number 10. Biblical faith instructs us to trust God. Biblical faith instructs us to trust God. In divorce, depression, suicidal ideation, we are called to not lean on what we can and cannot understand, but stand on God's promises. We are called to trust in the Lord. He has a plan. The plan is good. We are a part of God's good plan. God will help us. He will make our path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Let's now talk about number 11. Biblical faith promises us salvation if we believe in Christ. Biblical faith promises us salvation if we believe that God raised Jesus from the dead for our personal sins to be cleaned. Can you pray a simple prayer and just go to heaven? No, you must not only profess with your mouth, but you must believe in your heart. When you truly understand who Jesus is and you genuinely believe that he died an unimaginably cruel death on a cross for your sins so that you can live a free life, you will fall on your knees in the act of surrender from a place of heartfelt gratitude and you will weep. I promise you that. It happened to me and I describe it in my Christian spoken word poem called Identity. You can Google Anna Sabo identity and you will be able to easily find it. Here is what the Bible says has to happen for you to be in the right standing with God and go to heaven. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9. Now let's talk about number 12. Biblical faith helps us understand the concept of hell. Biblical faith helps us understand what hell is. That's where it gets tough. It takes a lot of hard thinking to reconcile how God can be good and send someone to hell. Our good God gave us free will. He doesn't impose himself on us. He makes himself known to us, but the relationship with him must be our own choice. That's why believing is the first step. It's our action. It's all in our own hands. We choose. We use our mind to either believe in God or not believe or believe in something else. Believing in God's existence or his non-existence takes the same amount of work, but the object of our faith determines where we spend our eternity. And if you would like to tweet this, I have a Twitter ready for you to go on my blog. Faith is our choice. Our eternity is completely up to us. Mark 16, 16 says this, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now let's talk about number 13. Biblical faith makes it clear to us that we can't save ourselves ever. We do not have such a power. We can't perform for God, bribe Him, give Him a sacrifice of some worldly value. We simply can't be good enough for God. He sent Jesus to be sacrificed for our wrongdoings. Jesus is the one and only way to salvation. Faith in Him is the narrow path to heaven. Ephesians 2 8, 9 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, 
not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Let's talk about number 14. Biblical faith is the key to hope, peace, and joy. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit moves into our body and dwells there, meaning the Spirit of God lives in us. That's how the joy of the Lord and the peace which passes all understanding are available to you as a gift 24-7. It's yours for taking. All you need is to do some work and reach out and take the gift. Romans 15-13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And one of my biblical affirmations, 52 devotionals, is called I abound in hope. If you just go to Teespring and see my designs there, you will see one that says I abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and I have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, shirts, tank tops, all kinds of Christian apparel designed for you with this message. I abound in hope. I love it. Let's talk about number 15. Biblical faith helps us understand why we go through adversity. Biblical faith helps us understand why trials actually take place in our life. Recently, I attended America's Mart and was interviewed there by two men from a popular Christian paper products manufacturing company about my faith journey. I talked to them actually about licensing my 52 devotionals designs to produce devotionals cards, to produce uh, dresses for women and things like this. And so we were having a conversation. I shared my story with them very genuinely from an open heart. After I shared about my walk with Christ, one of the men said with sorrow, what a tragic story. He did not rejoice because he simply doesn't understand how God works. He did not see my story as a story of God's glory. He saw my trials and tribulations as an unfortunate in life. I responded to him by saying, it's a story of God's glory. The other man rejoiced with me and I saw it on his face and I heard it in his voice. God surely blessed me with many trials and persevering through those led me to this Christian ministry and starting this Christian podcast for women because of my trials, because I want to share hope in Christ with you to encourage and empower all Christian women and also help you create a joyful life by embracing God's word. From a place of genuine vulnerability, I can share Christ with you and encourage you so you don't feel lonely in your seasons of adversity and pain. Encouraging one another in a meaningful way is the very glory I'm talking about. Without the test, I would have no testimony to share with you. I would have nothing to encourage you with. 1 Peter 1.7 says this, These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth, than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So I hope that through the 15 aspects of biblical faith I just shared with you, Jesus Christ was revealed to you in a big way. Biblical faith is the foundation of thinking, behaving, making decisions, and taking action in an everyday life. It's not something to learn about and know, but it's what we are called to leave out our faith. Thanks for listening today. This Christian podcast for women exists for the sole purpose of encouraging and empowering you, uplifting your spirit and helping you create a joyful life by embracing God's word. If you enjoyed this episode called What is Faith? Share it on social media right now. Text the link to it to a friend and go to nsabo.com forward slash what is faith to leave a comment. Remember to buy your 52 devotionals Christian shirts on Amazon and Teespring only. God bless.
Hey princess, you really need to hear the news I have for you. It's Anna again and today is Sunday, January 12th. I actually didn't get to publish the podcast recorded early in the morning for you yesterday because I had to go to my TEDx audition. My neighbor Mary went with me and also my friend from Toastmasters, Rebecca, came to support me and present her own idea for a TEDx talk. We had so much fun at TEDx Marietta Square. I met some amazing people, so talented, with incredible ideas. The audition began at 10 a.m. Dr. Marilyn, the TEDx organizer, gave us a very special gift, the gift of time. Originally, we were told the audition will be a 60-second speech, but yesterday morning, Dr. Marilyn gifted each of us four additional minutes. What? So, I had an option to stick with my original script, which I practiced and memorized, or deviate away from my script and cry. I knew that I would cry if I deviated away from my script because the story I was presenting was extremely personal and emotional. I was contemplating what to do and praying in my mind about it when one of the TEDx jurors got up and... Are you ready? He opened up in prayer. In prayer? <laughs> I was like, wait, I was pinching myself. I, it felt surreal. I had never heard of a TEDx event being opened up in prayer. I was overcome by the Holy Spirit. And I decided to practice my faith and ditch my script. So, I was speaker number two. When I started speaking, I also started crying. It was so emotional. I felt like my heart was just poured out in the most intimate way to so many people in the room. And then, after nine speakers presented, the jury did a wrap-up and released all of us. They said that within two weeks, each of us would get an email with their decision as to whom they chose as speakers to present at TEDx Marietta Square in April 2020. We were mingling and networking, taking pictures together, and I was at the time outside the conference room pouring myself a glass of juice when one of the jurors came out and asked me to come back in. What? I was like, okay, what is going on? But I did, and they called in everybody else, and then they announced that they decided to choose one speaker immediately. And they said, the speaker we chose is Anna Sable. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it felt so surreal. I mean, that is just, wow. I was so grateful. And we recorded a little video with all the jurors and me and the organizer uh, yelling out, glory to God. <laughs> I wanted to add this news to this episode of my Christian podcast for women so that you can be encouraged and empowered to practice your faith in God who says that he has a plan, that the plan is good and that you are a part of God's good plan. Have a blessed week ahead and now go to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash NSABOGDMBA to watch my video from yesterday. God bless.